Hi, this is Kaneke and Alina, your personal supporters that are here to help you feel truly special. We are on a mission to help you understand your dynamic nature and appreciate your unique talents. By helping you balance your yin and yang energies within, we can foster healing in our global community, one woman at a time. If you want to explore the opportunity to work with us individually, please shoot us an email at herlifecompass at gmail.com. That is H-E-R-L-I-F-E-C-O-M-P-A-S-S at gmail.com. Hello, everyone. This is Alina. Welcome back to our podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Kaneke. Super excited to have another podcast with you. And today we're diving deeper into this topic of being bold and brilliant. And maybe we'll start by unpacking what it means to us individually and what we mean by those two words, bold and brilliant. When I hear bold and brilliant, to me, it's associated with being yourself being comfortable not to fit in the societal box of expectations and appreciate and recognize and be brave to be yourself in the society. I love that. For me, being bold and brilliant also goes hand in hand with not being afraid to take risks, not being afraid to step outside of your comfort zone, of your limiting beliefs, and truly follow your passions. Whatever is in your heart and shining that and doing it authentically and genuinely the way that feels most natural to you. Ah, love that. The question is, I guess, how can we be bold and brilliant when we live in the society full of comparisons, social media, expectations, internal expectations, external expectations, and embrace that and be comfortable being yourself and being bold. Alina, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a lifelong journey that you uncover a layer by layer throughout lives. For example, for me, there's always a new level of being bold and brilliant as I'm doing my inner work. There's always something to be unlocked fully, hence the name behind our podcast, Unleashing Her Feminine Powers. I think that the power that we have within us as feminine beings is so potent and it's so powerful that we have not completely comprehended the power. So when we're in this journey of doing the inner work, we're always uncovering those layers. And I think it comes down to unlearning certain limiting beliefs mm. and societal expectations and then going on that journey within and reconnecting to your essence within and living in alignment with your heart's desires and your passions. So I think mm. in practical terms, I would say being bold and brilliant comes down to being unapologetic in your expression of who you are and who you want to be and who you want to show up as a human, which is very difficult. <laughs> To add to your point, I would also say that in my interpretation of being bold and brilliant, it also requires confidence to make mistakes, except that we go through those mistakes. We do have our downs throughout the life, but the lessons that we take, reflections that we make as the result of that, that helps us to even become a better version of ourselves. These experiences don't push us downwards. These experiences don't let us doubt ourselves more, but in fact, realize what is it that I could do differently 
differently? What is it just like you said, I can stop doing something? What is it that I could start doing something to continue being bold and brilliant and build on our own essence? I think a big component of that is being self-aware and accepting where you are in the journey because I feel like true confidence is the ability and the knowing that you can do something. It's not knowing that you know how to do something, but it's having that confidence and trust that you will figure it out. That's what confidence to me means because I understand that we all make mistakes and I've learned to appreciate each mistake and take it as a learning lesson because each mistake builds me up from the ground up. So I think having that self-awareness and self-acceptance of where you are in the journey and being very real with yourself. What do I have to stop doing and what do I have to start doing in order for me to unlock this next level of me showing up more authentically and being bold and truly brilliant because I think we become brilliant when we become bold it's a Mm. phase and they kind of correlate and they interconnect together because when you're truly bold and you're confident and you are showing up as who you are authentically then you master the skill of being truly brilliant and I like how you touched base on the confidence because a lot of time when I coach people they come with the most common request how to be more confident I want to be more confident I want to be the one that stand out in the room I want to be the one that spoke the most the one that's being noticed and And maybe a question to you, Alina, what helps you to build confidence? Maybe if you can give an example from your past where you felt less confident, but nevertheless, what is it that you've done that helps you to rise and become who you are today? I think it goes back to my life as a whole, because confidence Mm -hmm. is not something that you're born with. It's something that you work towards achieving. And I would say confidence is something that I have built after being incredibly proud of myself. And a story that I'd like to share is actually migrating to the United States at the age of 18, completely by myself. In our previous podcast, I shared that I moved to Macau, I attended Canadian high school. Upon graduating high school, my mom had a conversation with me. Okay, now you go to college. You have two options. We can either go back to Kyrgyzstan and I can put you through school and you'll be set. Or (laughs) you can do whatever you want, but I won't be able to financially support you in that decision because of different circumstances. When I was 18, I said, you know what? I want to go abroad. I want to study abroad. But I knew that I wanted to be in New York City. That's kind of, Mm. that was a no-brainer for me. That's where I saw myself. That's where I wanted to be. And I said, you know what? I will go to college and I will put myself through school. So I migrated to New York City when I was 18, turning 19, completely on my own, knowing that I would have to support myself financially as well and um, to attend college. So long story short, it was very long years of hard work, working 12 hours a week just to put myself through school and go to school full time to just to be able to stay in the country. You know, it was a very long journey of self-discovery, perseverance, Mm -hmm. hard work, sleepless nights, lots of tears. But I knew that every step of the way I was building towards my confidence. And I don't think that I would be the person that I am today right now Mm -hmm. sitting in front of this camera talking about this. Some people may perceive me as confident. And that is because I know that I've put in that work step by step, that really hard work to get where I'm at because everything in my life has resulted in this. So I think confidence is really persevering and knowing that no matter what, you will be stronger. And your example shows that you just had something in your head 
the goal and you were persevering towards that goal. You know, there were hard times, there were tough times, but you knew exactly what you want and you were going in that direction day and night through pain and tears, through moments of happiness, but it definitely resulted in who you are today. And it made me think of a similar experience for me, but not necessarily similar. Uh, me and my husband, we've been moving from one country to another as a result of us being curious. Every time we tell a story to other people, they're like, how could you do that? We simply resign, we pack the bags and we move. And that was the case for us moving to Dubai, where we just resigned from our good jobs, with good salaries, good lifestyle that we had back home. We packed the bags, we got the tourist visas <laughs> and we moved to Dubai and was like, okay, we're going into unknown, but we have to go through that experience. We're young, we have no kids, we should do that. And it all worked out so well. After 10 years, then we moved to Singapore and four years in Singapore. Again, we resigned, we packed the bags, time to move to Canada and we moved to Canada. And when we tell people the stories, people are like, do you have a job? Do you have something in place there? Nope, we don't have anything. The whole point is for me, when I think of bold and brilliant is get out of that comfort zone. The moment I feel I'm becoming very comfortable, I need to sort of awaken the butterflies in my stomach <laughs> and do something that will challenge me. That allows me to have that faith, awaken that faith into, you know what? We can do it. There is nothing worse that can happen. We go to Canada, we'll definitely find some jobs. It's not like it's impossible to find jobs. Just a matter of what we want. And we just did it. And, you know, things work out excellently. We've got the job, we've got the house, kids are all settled. Everything has worked out well. But it's again an indication that if you want something, you should get yourself out there and translate it into actions rather than just thinking in your head. And also the trust in yourself, mm. a trust in your own potential that no matter what the challenges that you will have or face in front of you, you have this, I would say, experience from the past mm. that lets you feel like there's nothing you cannot conquer. So I think risk taking, right? When I think about moving here alone, you know, it's crazy. It's a crazy thought. But at the same time, I have that muscle now to yeah. take on more risks because I have a trust in my own self that if I were able to accomplish that or persevere through that, there's nothing else that I cannot do or overcome. When it comes to being bold and brilliant, it further unlocks the levels of, oh, I can do that. Let me be more of myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I trusted in my decision. I wanted to do something and I achieved it. Now there is this, I would say credibility in mm. my own self that I will be able to overcome whatever obstacles that I'm facing in my life in the future. Obviously, I'm always scared. There's always a new level to unlock with the podcasting, with everything that we're trying to do. It's a new and challenging thing. But now I just see it as, as a fun challenge. It's mm. like, oh, what else can I learn? How else can I show up? Another question that comes into mind when we speak about being bold and brilliant, I'm curious how you're able to follow the passions within despite the limiting beliefs of maybe the society you were living in or the environment? How did you stay so true to your inner voice and your inner passions? In my case, it's really about the same philosophy that I preach in my coaching conversations because I'm the biggest advocate for strength philosophy. All my life, first part of my life unconsciously, the second later on is more consciously once I start doing more studying and research. I have been focusing on my talents and things that come naturally to me. I quickly realized that things that I'm good at 
comes easy. And that's how I win over other people's respect, credibility, recognition. And that helps to boost my confidence too. Throughout my life, I have consciously picked paths that are in line with who I truly am. For example, when I started my career in HR, my boss told me, you know, Kanike, in human resources, there's a recruitment, there is generalist, there is learning and development, there is compensation benefit and so on. And he said, you know what, if you want to go for money, go for compensation benefits because out of all the subfamilies within the HR, compensation benefit is the most highly paid job. But if you want to go for the least paid jobs, go for learning and development. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, but you know, Kaniki, knowing you, you would be perfect in learning and development. And what I did, I didn't go for money. I went for things that I love doing, where I see myself thriving and what brings joy and satisfaction and enjoyment to me. And that's what I did. I went into learning and development and I got so far in my previous company to the most senior level of learning and development and I think I've earned well enough (laughs) still staying in learning and development because I've been focusing on myself my strength and factors that helps me to enjoy the process I love that story and I think what I got out of it is that when you fully express yourself or you have the chance for self-expression that's where you feel most fulfilled because Mm -hmm. I think we as human beings we strive to express ourselves through art through speaking through work we are the happiest when we're able to feel that freedom to be Mm. fully who we are and to fully express that and I think in your example it showed that you went for that freedom of self-expression even though that it wasn't the highly compensated role self-expression was mostly vital to you in that choice and maybe we can wrap up our podcast with sharing simple tips and practices on how we can start practicing self-expression because I feel it confidence comes from that freedom of expressing ourselves and I think it's a muscle that we can build if you can't take a big risk or if you're not ready there yet it's absolutely fine to start experimenting with risk-taking at home one of the ways that I do it is I like to create art I see art making or creativity as not something to be perfect but it's a discovery and a journey for me to risk and see how I can express myself in that. And every time I create art, I get a boost of confidence of like, oh, okay, I express myself here. I can start being a little bit more bold or maybe in the clothes I wear. I try to pick out the things that may not be in the trend, but something that authentically represents me. Mm -hmm. So it may not be something that's in the fashion trends right now or not the colors in, but I don't try to fit in. I look for ways to stand out and make something my own. And to build on what you just said, I think what's important for our listeners as they listen to our podcast now is to reflect and listen to their inner voice. What is it, the voice that's saying inside of you? Everybody who's listening to us, what is it that you always wanted, but you were afraid to try because it's not trendy enough or because it doesn't fit with the expectations of people around you or your own expectation that you had in your head I always say it's okay to be the first it's okay to pursue something that's not in the fashion now that's not popular because you never know I always look at Gordon Ramsay he's an example of somebody who puts whole culinary business up there and maybe before that it wasn't that popular because people pursue what they're naturally good at it translates into huge success and making the history so whoever is listening to us a question to you what is it that you 
your inner voice is telling you now, whispering nice and gently, and you've been ignoring it for a while. Or maybe screaming very loud, <laughs> and you're trying to suppress it. Yeah. yeah. This is your call to action, to try it, to experiment, to not be afraid to fail. Mm. If anything, exactly. don't be afraid to fail because every failure is an opportunity to learn and grow. And if you believe that you're not at the level of taking a huge risk, like migrating to another country yet, that's okay. That's fine. Start where you are, assess yourself, self-awareness, where you are, accept your reality, and then have a conversation with yourself. What do you, what should you stop doing and what can you start doing? that will help you get on the path of becoming the most boldest, most brilliant version of yourself. That's it for today. My name is Alina. And my name is Kanike. Until next time.